it's come to my attention that I might be a little too extra, and not just because of the way I talk with my hands and dance while I'm driving, but also because of how I bound into other people's conversations with gusto and scatter and cover a diner waitress with questions about her chosen profession. Though these days, I've definitely tried to dial it back. You know, life is a learning experience, and over time I've found that I just take a deep breath and try to stay quiet and calm, I can learn a lot through listening. And that's what I do try to do in essence. But here, it's just me, so chatter, chatter, chatter on. I think back to the girl that told me at a party in college, you would be so hot if you just shut the f*** up. And man, these days, she would think I was some sort of hunk indeed, because I kind of stay buttoned up. But what I'm finding as a good parent is this loud boisterousness might just be genetic because I asked my son, who's still kind of getting in trouble at school, hey, buddy, do people at school tell you you're always shouting? And that's when he really opened up and was like, yes, for the first time I felt we were bonding. As he said, people are always telling me that I'm talking too loud. I should just be quiet. And it feels to me I'm talking normal. And well, I don't know if there's a problem with his ears or not, but At least we know his vocal box works, as does mine, which is why today I want to talk about spin cycles, leopard prints, and Italian food tips as we order out for more joshing around. I learned a life lesson shortly after moving into one of my first apartments where I was doing laundry, moving clothes from the washer to the dryer when a roommate walked by and said, hey, did you happen to clean the lint screen before you started that load in the dryer? Well, the answer was no, but I was always trained to just say yes and figure everything out from there. Great, he said, and then asked a follow-up question of, so where is it? Um, I looked around, hemmed and hawed for a while, and then finally came clean and said, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. And that's the best answer anytime life throws you a curveball. Just be honest and say, I don't know, but remember what the answer is so you don't get stumped again. I am a bit embarrassed, though, that I didn't know and think to change that lint screen because I have been doing my own laundry since I was nine years old. In fact, that's what encouraged me to come up with my own cleansing laundry detergent, which I call so-so soap. Yeah, it's just okay. In fact, I'm not even legally allowed to use it anymore after getting a cease and desist from Jermaine Dupree, who thought it competed too directly with his product, So Soap Detergent. Everything I know about washing clothes comes from the 1988 comedy The Great Outdoors, starring Dan Aykroyd, in which Annette Bening tells the woman playing John Candy's wife that the closest thing she'll come to pleasure is leaning up against the washing machine during a spin cycle. Now, I thought she was really talking about how to attain the whitest whites, but of course, instead, she's obviously talking about how a lonely wife wants a good pounding. This is why PG-13 movies are a good way to touch base to see how much dirty stuff your kids know, because if they're laughing uncontrollably during jokes like that, the cat might be out of the bag. A good parent is continuously testing their kids to be sure they're always on their toes, but maybe it's best to just use a true or false test because, well, first of all, kids aren't that bright, but second, multiple choice tests can be a little tricky. To the person that writes multiple choice tests, A, good job, B, somebody's got to do it, C, why are you so mean, D, I see what you did here. I like to think my kids are on the right track, at least my girls, because my oldest daughter said the other day, unprovoked, 
Daddy doesn't like it when girls wear leopard print because he thinks it makes them look sassy. Well, I'm not wrong there, but I did let her know that it's the sassy women that have a chance to change the world. Also, for context here, when a 12-year-old says someone's sassy, what she means is that girl's a real bitch. It looks like we're going to need all the sassy women we can get, as I keep reading article after article about a new wave of robber barons set to steal us all away. In fact, the six biggest companies on the planet today by market cap are now technology companies. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, Facebook, and Alibaba in order and all come to mind with powerful male figureheads at the forefront. Now, it's not that I don't antitrust them yet, but their britches may be bigger than we know. Meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, there's a new case of crypto cowboys out there who might be a little wilder than we need them to be. I was reading about the founder of Ethereum, a competitor to Bitcoin, Vitalik Buterin is his name, and he likes to consider himself as a citizen of the world, a man with no real home. He says, I'd rather call it a base of operations than a home. The more you invent your own lifestyle, the more you realize that the categories that have been invented are ultimately, at best, imperfect devices for understanding the world, and at worst, fake I don't want to turn into a chain splainer, so we're not going to dwell on cryptocurrency or Bitcoin for long. But just know that with all those monetary values they speak of for these new currencies, it takes mining to get to them, though it's not really real. Instead, it's computers cracking codes or doing mathematical problems of sorts. And it seems that it requires a tremendous amount of electricity. In fact, this year it's said the Bitcoin network will use as much energy as the nation of Austria and produce as much carbon dioxide as a million transatlantic flights. In fact, every time I hear my computer rev when I'm not using it, I just assume it's been compromised to do someone's mining. I'm told it's not quite so simple. Instead, people are building server farms by buying huge tracts of land in Canada or near the Arctic where it's cold. Cold enough to keep servers cool after running all day long. Still though, with all this speculation, I wonder if anyone ever accidentally ended up with a huge early stake in Bitcoin because they were stoned and misinterpreted the idea of cryptocurrency. This would be like figuring out who's high in church by listening for who laughs when the priest says you alone are the most high, just like the coolest Italian dish is always baked ziti. As for me, I'm too cheap to go out to eat Italian. Sure, I don't make my own pasta, but who can't heat up sauce and boil water? My wife, though, always raves about my noodles. Always al dente, she says. Just for her, I'll say that wasn't meant to be a double entendre in any way, though, but when other people say no pun intended, I'm hesitant to believe them. I hope this episode didn't prove too. <laughs> but hey, it's over now. Before I can see myself into more truth than I can deny. While the whitest whites cycle through spin, stay sassy so as to steer clear of catastrophic change. Be honest as you try to avoid dryer fires and order the asabuco because it's unlikely you'd make that at home or your base of operations either. Now, go lean hard against a washing machine before it's time once again for more joshing around. <laughs>